Welcome to the Stylistpreneur Podcast, a show created to help hairstylists build and sustain successful beauty businesses. Here is your host, Damali Phils, CEO of Stylists in Business, master hairstylist, and author of Travel Notice, the ultimate guide to becoming a traveling hairstylist. All right, let's start the show. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Styles for Door podcast. I'm your host, Damali Phils, and today we have Miss Alicia Davis, also known as Sin Marie. She is a colorist, credit specialist, and the owner of XM Studios in St. Louis, Missouri. Alicia, come on in the room. How are you? I am great. I am great today. Oh, I'm doing Thank you for too. having me on. I'm so excited to have you. Uh, we were connected via Facebook. And um, I was just like, oh, this sounds like I read your story and looked you up. And I was like, oh, I love her. So if you would just share your story with us, tell us about your business, a little bit about your background, all that good stuff. Okay. Um, So I don't really know where to begin. I know. Apparently that seems like uh, the hardest question for people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't want to tell my my life story, but... (laughs) I guess I can start with how I got into the field or let's say back into the the cosmetology um, hairstylist beauty industry. Yeah. So I actually went to cosmetology school in high school. So I went to I went to a technical school. Um, I took my state board exam and I got my cosmetology license at the time. I was 17. Okay. So I started working in the salon, kept it up for a few years, but you know, back during that time, that was 2001, 2002, Mm -hmm. we didn't have social media. So it was really a, it was a hustle. Yeah. Like I, I would have to be there, you know, to actually grow a clientele. And I really didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't like that part. Yeah. So you know, I, I got out of it. I got a, a job working for insurance companies and I stayed in that field for quite a number of years. Okay. So fast forward to 2017 um, or no, I went to college mm-hmm. uh, after, after I was divorced. I got married young, had two children, went to college. Nice. So I got my bachelor's degree in uh, 2013 in criminal justice and I really wanted to go to law school at the time though with the kids we had gotten divorced I was like it's gonna be tough yeah. so I decided to go for my MBA and um went and did that I completed that and um I kept getting fired from jobs like okay. it just it wasn't a good fit yeah you know I was like you know what I think I might try to get back into doing hair again because my mm-hmm. act, my license was still active. I kept it active and updated. So I started soliciting clients from Craigslist, Facebook, people I knew. And I had a little chair and table in my kitchen. Mm-hmm. Wasn't the most comfortable chair, but I that that's the way that I started getting clients. Okay. So I got to, I had a real big learning curve. You know, I had to yeah. like the the trends. Most people were natural. You know, when I was back in school, they we were no. relaxers all the time. Exactly. So I had a lot to learn. 
So, you know, just with me practice as well as, you know, seeking out classes, seeking out like other more advanced styles that I could learn from. Mm -hmm. I had no problem traveling, taking workshops, you know, because I really wanted to put my all into it. I really wanted to make it a business. So with me having that MBA, I think that really gave me the the business part of it. Uh So, you know, learning how to market, learning how to retain clients, learning how to be professional and operate the business. Mm-hmm. Once I got out of my kitchen, <laughs> I worked in a salon. I rented a booth. Okay. So, you know, more and more clients would come in, but I didn't like that. I didn't have control of the, the, my environment. Right. Yeah. So, As a booth renter, you're kind of under somebody else's surveillance and you yeah. can do your thing, but not completely. Yeah. And, you know, um, I didn't like that part. So I really wanted my own space, but I didn't know if I was quite ready for my own space. Mm -hmm. So the salon that I was in, they had an upstairs and nobody ever went up there. So I asked the owner, I was like, you have, you know, a room upstairs I can move to. And she was like, "Mm, nobody's ever asked me that, but sure. Yeah. So I kind of created my own suite. Mm-hmm. I had to purchase everything, but okay. it was my own space. Right. And and I absolutely loved it. So that really um is what led me to XM Studios. So okay. when I got my own space, which is XM Studios, it's my own location. And it's it's just me. Mm-hmm. But I had like suites built in the space because I mm-hmm. like the suite feel. So with the rest of the space, I turned it into an event space. Okay. So the event space generates income. Mm-hmm. You know, typically you would have stylists that pay you weekly to work. Right. Well, I don't have any stylists and mm-hmm. I'm perfectly fine with that. Okay. I feel like being able to rent the space hourly mm-hmm. kind of you know, um, takes away the cap that I would get if I just had a stylist paying me weekly. I would only get so much a month. But being able to rent that extra space for intimate events, people have rented it for photography, baby showers, private dinners, Mm -hmm. Christmas functions, like all kind of stuff. So I rent that space for 75 an hour and I kind of upcharge for things like chairs or whiteboards or drinks. So it's really, really, really been been a very good experience. Okay, I mean, I love the fact that you're the way you're utilizing your space, because I do see a lot of stylists that, you know, not to say that they complain, but they have areas of opportunity where they could be making more money, where they could be given the chances to upsell and they're not taking advantage of that. And from your story, what I hear you saying is that, listen, I saw an opportunity when I was booth renting that they had extra space. I took that opportunity. Mm-hmm. I have a space where I don't have stylists working, but I still have an opportunity to make more money. And that's what this podcast is all about for stylists to see the business in, not just the craft. Like, girl, you can do some hair. I know you can. But can you use it as a business? Right. How can you make more money? How can you utilize every square feet in your space? And you've done that. And I love that. Would you say that having that MBA has really pushed the business side of it? Because I know everybody hasn't went to college, don't have an MBA, but I have a degree in business. And I can say that that has helped my business. So would you say that having an MBA kind of sets you apart from the competition? 
I do. I do. Yeah. I do most definitely. Um, because I see it, it helps me identify a lot of areas where I'm able to help other stylists. Okay. Because with me being, you know, in the industry so long, I know how to tell like an old school stylist because I know where, where we came from. Mm-hmm. And a lot of stylists just really operate with, you know, it's fast money. Right. You're going to get cash. A lot of them typically don't have, you know, like legitimate business, legitimate paperwork. And mm-hmm. we saw that during COVID. Yeah. Like when COVID came along, if you had your papers, you know, legitimate, like I was mm-hmm. able to get unemployment. I was mm-hmm. able to get unemployment income the entire time that I was away. So it's things like that, that I can see, you know, how to help other stylists in that area. Mm-hmm. And if they have space, how could you make more? You know, do you exactly. have a, a extra suite that you could list on Sheer Share? You know, mm-hmm. could you rent it to a traveling stylist? Exactly. So, yeah, I really do think that it it really helped me with that that foundation. Okay. No, I agree because I've uh, utilized Sheer Share a couple of times as a traveling stylist. And I've seen, you know, empty salons go from being empty to making money. So it mm-hmm. definitely helps. And like you said, during COVID, I actually worked as a commission stylist and I literally sat home and got paid for two months. Mm-hmm. While, like you said, other stylists were trying to figure it out. They were still trying to work yeah. on the table, still trying to work from home. And I just think there's ways that we can work smarter. There's ways that we can Definitely. set ourselves up for retirement. And I love the fact Definitely. that like, I mean, I don't know your retirement plan, but I can see that that's where you're going, that one day you will be able to retire and not have to work every day. Yes. And that's, um, you know, after COVID, I think a lot of people, even, you know, outside of our industry, realize that we need other streams of income. Mm -hmm. So one thing that has been um, very vital for me is building business credit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, having a legitimate business, even when I worked at other locations, Mm -hmm. I always presented my business to banks as a salon, Mm -hmm. even though I was just an independent stylist, I would use the address and add suite A, suite B, (laughs) and I established business credit. Like I was able to get large lines of credit for Mm -hmm. Sam Marie, $30,000 lines of credit, Mm -hmm. $20,000. I mean, so being able to build that also allowed me to, uh, it allowed me to expand. It allowed Mm -hmm. me to invest in other things like e-commerce stores, you know, like things that would generate more income. So I Mm -hmm. really, really, really am passionate about bridging that gap because- There's not a lot of stylists or, you know, beauty professionals that are familiar with that. Like you can actually build business credit, whether you're an independent stylist, Mm -hmm. salon owner, you know, so that has really, really, really helped me. Now, did did that education come from having your MBA or is this something that you kind of learned along the way as far as like building your credit? This is something that I learned along the way. Mm-hmm. So my husband and I, we have another business okay. and mm-hmm. we, so we went through just a, a, a credit journey of just okay. you know, building our personal credit and repairing it, building it. And then we started looking into business credit. Okay. So 
once I I really learned how to get money for your business, um, whether it be through EIN or whether it be leveraging my social security number, Mm-hmm. that is what kind of like the light bulb went off. Mm-hmm. And I knew this, these are two fields that for one can help anybody with a, a business mm-hmm. or as an entrepreneur, but really, really, really in the beauty industry. I feel ah. like there's a gap. There's a gap because we are used to fast money. We, we mm-hmm. can see clients, we can make money quickly. So I don't think you know, you really think about it until it's something that you feel that you need. Mm-hmm. But business credit is better built when you don't need it. Yeah. Know? And it gives you so many options. It gives no, you so I, many I agree with options. that. So if someone were looking to get started with that, are there any tips that you can give as far as like building that credit? Like where could they start? So if you if you want to start, you know, really with just with just your business kind of have to be familiar with where to look. So the big business reporting agencies, um, there's Equifax business, there's Experian Mm -hmm. business, and there's Dun & Bradstreet. So you can actually pull reports from each of those. Okay. And you can start building um, by using or applying for accounts with vendors that report to those businesses. Mm -hmm. So I say like for our industry or or anybody if you have a car that takes fuel a business gas card mm-hmm. like you can start with something just like a business gas card because you're you're going to need gas unless you have a tesla or something mm-hmm. you're going to need mm-hmm. gas and that's something that you can use you can pay every 30 days and that would actually establish something on your business mm-hmm. if you're more um you know wanting like the business credit cards like mm-hmm. bank issues Bank of America, Chase, Navy Federal, something like that, they're going to pull your personal credit. Mm -hmm. So having great personal credit, like a solid profile, um, 700 or above, is really easy to get many lines of credit from a lot of institutions. Right. But you just have to be willing to, you know, allow them to look at your personal credit, which Mm -hmm. is you know, what I, what I did pretty much. So outside of, outside of the gas card, I was actually able to purchase a vehicle using just my business credit. So not pulling my, you know, not my social or not my personal. And that's, that's a very big uh, account on my, Mm -hmm. you know, on establishing my business credit. So, and I think that can be a a big difference with like the growth in the presence of your business because there's only so much you can do with just the income that you're making. Sometimes you yeah. do need those lines of credit. Um, and just like for me being a traveling hairstylist, I have credit cards with airlines, so I've gotten free flights. I've been to Africa mm-hmm. and not had to pay for the entire flight, or even like my hotel stay. I make sure I'm always at the Marriott so that I can get those points. Like all those things come in handy. And I know a lot of people have these big dreams and big goals. And it's like, okay, you may not have $30,000 to put into a building. But if you have that line right. of credit, you have more opportunities and things that you can do just by, you know, having that knowledge. So I'm, I'm glad you shared that with us because, you know, as hairstyles, we sit around and we talk about hair and the latest trends. But like you said, not enough of us is talking about the business and the credit in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because utilizing my business credit, I was able to pay for the class. I got mm-hmm. the flight there free. 
I got the hotel, like, you know, five times points with right. like hotel credits. Like it just really makes it like just, I don't know. I can't, I can't explain it, but it's, it's just an amazing feeling to have that, that security, like to not mm-hmm. have to reach in your pocket or exactly. go into, you know, dip into your cash flow all the time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of business credit cards give you 0% interest for they do. You know, 12 to even up to 24 months. That's so true. you can, you can do things like that. Like that's an investment. Me learning a new skill is something that's going to bring me more income, mm-hmm. you know? So it just makes sense. No, I definitely agree. And I know just to switch it up a little bit that you mentioned, like getting back into the industry and behind the chair, that it was a learning curve, that you had to get more education, took classes. Um, And I know there's some seasoned stylists out there that feel like they don't need that education. They feel like they, you know, I know it all. And I love the Mm. fact that you decided, you know what, I don't know it all. I may be a little rusty. I may have forgotten some things. Um, Can you just touch bases on that as far as like, doing what you needed to do to get back out there and like taking classes. So, um, yeah, in the, in the beginning, especially I, I forgot a lot of things. (laughs) I forgot a lot of things and, you know, I knew I was going to have to learn. I was going to have to invest in my education, Mm -hmm. but even, even now at, you know, the point where I feel like there are some things that I'm very, very good at. Mm-hmm. I never feel like I know it all. Like mm-hmm. I can always learn. So even like monthly, I make a monthly investment into a stylist mentorship. Mm-hmm. So we do classes, coaching calls just to keep me refreshed because right. I do work by myself. Like I don't have a stylist next to me that, hey, mm-hmm. girl, you know what? Can you help me with this? So being able to just invest, um, I think it's like $22 a month yeah, and having a mentor as well as having, you know, stylists and beauty professionals from all over mm-hmm. really, really helps me. It's a very small investment. Exactly. And it really, really helps. Me. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you mentioned mentorship. I don't think enough stylists realize how how valuable mentorship is, especially if you want to own a salon, if you want to start a hairline, if you want to be a specialist in some area, having someone that has already done what you're trying to do, that can help you speed up the process. That can like, you can learn so much. It definitely helps you. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Definitely helps you collapse time and and avoid mistakes that you Mm -hmm. don't have to make. Oh, yeah. You know? And being able to save money. Because Mm -hmm. nine times out of 10, they've already made them. They can tell you what to avoid. Yeah. That's the the fastest way to get to get somewhere is exactly someone that's already done it yeah because i feel like as a hairstylist um once you get out of school you don't necessarily have a roadmap like i feel like a lot of times we're out there trying to figure it out we're trying to find a salon trying to find one you know that fits what we need um i can remember having a girl come to our hair school saying she had worked at 12 different salons and i thought that was ridiculous i'm like why you know it must be something wrong with her she's worked at all these salons but once I got out into the workforce, I realized like I was out there trying to figure it out until mm-hmm. I found a mentor, until I found a salon where they actually was like being helpful. So that mentorship yeah. is everything. It is. Yeah. So I took a look at your uh, your website and there's a line that I absolutely love. And it just says that um, you felt like it was intriguing, challenging and intimidating and that color excited you. 
Like, I love the mm-hmm. fact that you decided I'm going to specialize in color because it makes me feel that way. Now, I see some styles and they're doing everything, which I'm not. I thought I was going to be a, a everything styles when I first started until I realized my passion of extensions. So I mm-hmm. can you just talk to the styles that are trying to figure it out? How to find that, that passion, that what you want to specialize in? Like, just share that with us. And I would have clients come and inquire about the color services. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had to be honest. I, I don't know much about it. Mm-hmm. But with me not knowing much about it and feeling like, you know what, it's a challenge, but I really want to master this. Mm-hmm. So I spent I spent a lot of time learning about it. I, I, I messed up a few people's hair, you know. That's okay. It happens. Along the way, but... <laughs> Being able to practice under um, Rachel Red, she's a very big mentor. Mm-hmm. She's in Atlanta. I've gone to um, three of her workshops. I've worked with her one on one. She's been very, very instrumental in my color education. Mm-hmm. So once I was getting, you know, better and better, I love it. I still love coloring. Mm-hmm. I could do it all day because yeah. being able to take what, whether it's correcting color or you're taking a, you know, a virgin client from, from where they are to the look that they want or even mm-hmm. exceeding their expectations. Like the feeling is phenomenal. Being able yeah. to do that is, it's awesome. It's yeah. awesome. So I think that I do notice a lot of stylists that they want to offer everything. Mm -hmm. But when you specialize in something, when you're known for something, you can charge premium price. Mm -hmm. So I do feel like honing in on what you really want. And you could genuinely want to do a lot. Mm -hmm. But if you pay attention to, well, what are most people coming to me for? What do I feel the most comfortable Mm -hmm you know, with that may give you an idea of what you can, you know, what you can master, what you Mm -hmm. can specialize in. Yeah. And I mean, if you look at bigger businesses, you realize like, and even a bigger trend now is places that specialize in things. I mean, Starbucks is doing coffee, you know, Starbucks for coffee, you know, you're not going to go there and try and get a smoothie. They don't make smoothies, you know? So mm-hmm. I, and that even for me, I was like, you know what? I can do a little color. I can do a little bit of this and that, but I know, I know extensions. Mm-hmm. I know I can give you go from two inches to 30 inches. I can do that <laughs> in my sleep. Okay. Now, when it comes to colors, I'm across my fingers and hope. <laughs> so I, I'm definitely all about, you know, specializing in something and being able to charge a little bit more for it because this is all I do. This is what I know. Yeah. Um, so I can definitely agree with that. So I thank you for coming on today's show. Now, there's one question I love to ask everybody, and that is, what's your stylespreneur power? What What's so special about you? What do your clients love about you? How do you do what you do? Oh, my stylespreneur power. One thing about that I noticed with a lot of my clients is every time they, you know, see me, they have an appointment. They always walk away learning something. Mm-hmm. So like a, a lot of my clients, we get into these conversations about entrepreneurship. It could be mm-hmm. about credit because most of them know that, you know, that's right. something that I, that I work with as well. It could be um, even about their hair or hair care. Or, mm-hmm. you know, if I give them an instruction 
on meeting their goal and they do it and they accomplish it, they 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 right. it. like you really know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just being I think that stylist that educates, you know, not mm-hmm. just sit and, you know, talk chat. or chat or mm-hmm. gossip. I, I always have something fruitful to say. And I, I love really that. Yeah, and that's the thing. And that's probably one of the biggest reasons why your clients continue to come back. Especially like, you know, I'm going to look good, but I'm also going to walk away and know that I've learned something. Yeah. So I think that's amazing. So I definitely want to make sure that all of my listeners can follow you, stay in contact with you. Uh, Where can we follow you? You can follow me on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. On Instagram, my page is Send Marie Official. Okay. On Facebook, I am San Marie Color and Styling. And on TikTok, I'm San Marie Official as well. Okay. So, yeah, you can find me on those three platforms. I also have a website, IamSanMarie.com. Okay. And if anybody needs some rental space, she also has that. Make sure, yeah. um, I'll make sure to include all of that so that everybody can follow you and stay connected. Thank you for being Thank on today's you. show. Have Thank a good one. You. You too. Thank you for tuning in to the Stylistpreneur podcast. Make sure to visit our website for more beauty business resources, courses, and to join the Stylistpreneur membership. Until next time, stay a cut above the rest.